Hey there, it's Susan Bradley. You are on the roadmap to 50K. You know I'm building a brand new store. I'm doing it uh, on Shopify and bringing you behind the scenes and showing you how I build it. Now today we're talking about email marketing and how you can just get over yourself and get it done. And I'm actually just going to leave you with a little plan so that you can walk away and get it implemented. So buckle up. I'll see you on the inside. Let's go. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores, where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast-track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So, buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. So, hey again. (laughs) I'm here to talk about email (laughs) because it appears that there are lots of people that are uh, e-commerce store owners that uh, really struggle when it comes to email. And and this came up with our team actually this week. And uh, and it's so important that I, I'm actually going a little bit rogue here with the podcast because email marketing was not the topic this week. Uh, but when uh, actually one of the team members uh, showed me the results of a poll that she did and I would After I, you know, got my jaw off the floor, I thought, oh, I have to talk about this and see if I can help people. So here's, here's a little story. So uh, we have a free group on Facebook. It's called the Roadmap to uh, 50k on Shopify. It's got, I don't know, like 12,000 people in it, merchants and app developers. And, um, and I'm, relatively active in there. I try and update uh, at least a weekly what I'm working on at the roadmap so people can see what I'm doing with Sock Doggo in there. And uh, last week, I decided that I was just going to do some short uh, 10, 10 minute or less uh, segments for the podcast that were just quick strategies or thoughts that I have that, you know, before I lose them, I'm just going to record them quickly. Somebody might get some really good value from them, but it's not content that's planned out. So I, I, when I'm working with clients, I get to see in a lot of email accounts. And what I noticed was that there was a little bit of a pattern of people not wanting to email their whole list. And uh, because of unsubscribes, anyway, don't even go there. I mean, if they unsubscribe, what's the difference if you're not emailing them anyway? But (laughs) anyway, I noticed a pattern about this. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to do a little 10 minute segment about this and show you the super easy way that I make sure that uh, I connect with all my uh, subscribers at least once in a week and how I frame it in my mind so that I don't feel bad about open rates or unsubscribes. So anyway, that was uh, two episodes ago. I think that was episode or three episodes. Anyway, it was it was just a week ago. I, I believe it was episode nine. If you want to have a listen, it's 10 minutes. But anyway, so that got uh, our team talking and thinking and um, and talking more about email and getting some feedback that uh, that made me think, oh, gosh, I, I have to help here. And what happened was uh, Laurel, who helps me uh, with the posting in that uh, on social media, actually, period, she did a little poll in uh, our free Facebook group. And she asked our 12,000 members uh, 
She asked them, do they email their list once a week? And if not, why don't they? And so many of them who don't email their list every week, these were the top two reasons. And see if this is you. See if this feels like something you could have said or answered. The number one problem was uh, they don't know what to say. (laughs) They don't know what to say. And so I get it. That's really a mental barrier because I'm going to give you a list of things to say. And it's less than you would think, right? It doesn't have to be anything genius. Trust me. I do a lot of not genius stuff. So that was the number one problem. But the number two problem was uh, it was very similar to the, well, I don't email my whole list because uh, I don't want them to unsubscribe. And, and it was um, that they don't want to bother the people on their list. So they don't want to be that pesky business that emails too often. And so what it would tell you is that you're giving yourself more credit, actually, than your subscribers are like you're you're thinking that you're more important than your subscribers think you are. And you know, they're, they're less interested in how often you email them than you are. And and the reason we know this is think about your own behavior with email. I mean, when when you have someone that signs up for your list, they have some sort of relationship with you, even if it's a very, very minor. But there's something in it for them to to sign up for your list. And so they've given you permission to email them. And if you don't do it, that relationship, which was maybe mildly warm or warm, uh, becomes colder over time. And so by not emailing them at least once a week, you're actually doing exactly what you should not do. You really should email them at least once a week. And, and even like, there are some companies that email every day. And, and what I would say to you again, is that people will unsubscribe, if they think they're getting too much email from you. But the other thing I would say to you is that, as soon as there is something in it for them, again, they will resubscribe. So I don't want you to get too hung up. It's a far better. Think about it. If you sent out a 1000 emails and 20 people unsubscribed, but you also got 15 orders. Does that sound like it's worth it? Like, I think so, because it's actually in our business, not that hard to get 15 more people to subscribe again, you just really need to put something in front of them that makes them feel like it's worth it to give you an email. So I need you to get over yourself about that. And I want to explain to you why this is so important. And it's this, it's that traffic from an email, traffic from an email. So somebody opens your email, they click and they go to your site. That traffic is what I have from what I have seen over and over and over again, is the best converting traffic. And so here's an example, this maybe help you put it in perspective. So if you sent cold traffic to your site, so like people who have never been to your site before, if you send them to your site, uh, and your site is set up to convert, and they are the right traffic, they're the right people, you're likely to get around a 1% conversion rate. And so out of every 100, one person might buy, which is, you know, not bad for cold traffic. Now, if you send warm traffic to your site, so these are people who have been to your site, 
more than once. Maybe they've been two times, maybe they've been five times, but they've been to your site more than once. And those people generally convert at at least double what cold traffic converts at. So at least 2%, but sometimes more, like sometimes 3% that warm traffic will convert at. And so the amazing thing, what I see with email marketing is if somebody comes to your site from an email, so they've opened your email, they click on your email, and they're on your site, that conversion rate is usually far and above even the warm traffic uh, conversion rates. It's not unusual to see a 7 or an 8 or a 9% conversion rate from email. And, and really put that in perspective. That's like nine people out of every hundred that actually make a purchase. And, and that's huge. And so if you don't take the chance and send an email every week to your audience, you're actually giving up that opportunity. You're saying, oh, no, I'm just going to deal with the people who come, or I'm just going to keep running my Facebook ads, and I'm not going to nurture those people and, and bring them back to my site as many times as I can. And of course, even if those people don't buy, we know that the more times they come to your site in a in a small window of time, a short window of time, the, the more you give yourself a great chance of getting a sale. And so by far, I find email is the very best source of traffic for getting sales, for getting conversions. But the other reason that I think this is so important is control, control. So if you think about paid traffic, and uh, and I'm sure that many of you have been in this position where your ad gets rejected, or all of a sudden it stops working, or it uh, it was scheduled to end and you forgot to, to keep it going and it just stops delivering. All those things, those things don't happen with email, right? It's much more deliberate. It's an action that you take and you control, like you control the result. You decide who gets the email. And, you know, if you don't get the open rates you want, again, there are things you can do with that, like you can A-B test. And so, it really gives you so much more control than any ad on Facebook or Google. The other thing, of course, is it costs very little. Again, you control the costs. You can, um, you know, you decide how many people are going to be on your list. You decide when they're cold and they need to come off your list. But when you're talking about advertising, pay-per-click advertising, you don't control the cost. And so what's interesting to me is if I think about my um, my little business, my little sock doggo business that is not very developed yet, like it's a new business and it's got a lot of new business characteristics, let me tell you. But what I would tell you is that if I hadn't been uh, sending emails out to my list, I would have a lot fewer sales than I have right now. And in fact, 35% of all of my sales right now came from email. They came from my email list. And so if I had not been pursuing that, I would have spent more money to get the same sales because I would have had to send more traffic to my site to get the same sales. And so I think that it is really, really, you know, it's a, it's, 
like you don't even need to think about it. You just need to do it. So you need to get over yourself and do it. You know, many of my clients who are very successful, and certainly my last business that that I sold, We Squeak, had uh, you know forty percent of my sales would come from from email, and you would actually be able to see you know in the dashboard. I use Clavio, and many of my clients do too. You can actually see the revenue per recipient, and you might know that for every email you send out, you get two cents or four cents or six cents back. And it's almost, you know, it's almost as close to a guaranteed return on investment as you're going to get. And so to not email because you don't know what to say, or to not email because uh, you're afraid to email your list, or there were some people that weren't emailing because they're too busy. And so my 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 suggestion to that is like you better have a look at your priorities and if you're truly too busy doing things that also uh, generate sales then hire someone to do your email but but i don't think that that's a good reason not to email i think that uh i think that you need to try some things and i think that if you're stuck with four ideas i'm just going to give you some so here we go. Here are my 12 different emails that for ideas for emails that you can just recycle over and over. I mean, 12 emails is pretty much a quarter. And so you could cycle through these emails and, you know, maybe you'll get some clues and come up with some uh, better genius ideas, but this will at least get you started. So the first uh, email that I think is super simple to do is just to feature a product and tell a little bit of a story about the product. You don't have to talk a lot. Like it is not a thousand word paper. You you don't, in fact, I would recommend that you don't talk a lot, but tell a little bit of the story of the product. Show some behind the scenes pictures. You can uh, include a review from a customer and talk about how that particular product changed their life. You're going to link images that you put in that email back to your um back to your page. You'll put a call to action button back to the product page. You might even put a hyperlink somewhere so that all roads lead back to that product. But your very first email that you can do is a product feature where you tell a bit of a story. The second thing you can do is your top five list. So it could be a top five uh, gifts for dog lovers, right? Or top five gifts for wiener dog lovers. And actually what I would do is I would, I would probably show some other products, but I would include my product on that top five list and maybe even the first list first, but I would include at least one of my products in the top five. And so it's okay to bring other products in. And in fact, if you use someone else's product in a top five list, go tell them and maybe they'll share it with their audience. The next thing is a retiring a product. And so there may be a product that you're not going to make again or that you can't get any more of. That is worth an email. Even if you don't have very many of them, you can always do a retirement, uh, you know, an email saying this product has been blah, blah, blah. It's, it's great. And, uh, we've had it for many years, but unfortunately we're no longer able to get it. And I wanted you to be the first to know that it would be gone so that you can grab yours now and just send a retiring. Even if, 
you know, even if it's not the most popular product in your store, that scarcity will make it more popular. The other thing that I used to do all the time with with We Squeak was I had a sale collection. And so, of course, we had to order our shoes by the container. And so we would have lots of shoes uh, left every season and they would go on sale. It wasn't something I wasn't carrying forward. So we always had a sale collection. And, you know, one email I would do on a pretty regular basis was I just uh, take a look and see what I added to the sale collection this week. So I might have just added one shoe to the sale collection, but it uh, piqued people's interest. It got them to click through, go to the sale collection and do some shopping. And so it was just telling them that something had changed on the website to go have a look. And so, you know, pretty easy. The next idea I have is a sponsored email. And so this might be an email where you exchange ideas with someone else's business. And we're actually doing training for this in the inner circle uh, this fall. But really what it is, is say, for example, my business, Sock Doggo, we might do a sponsored email for, uh, well, we're doing a, a promotion with Bean Goods or American Doxy, but we might find another dog product website where we do a sponsored email and we feature that company and why we love it or why I love it with several links back to it. And by the same token, I would set up an arrangement where they would also email their audience and uh, and send people to my website and talk about why they loved uh, love our socks. And so that's super simple. You have to establish a relationship with some of those people. You may have to give them uh, make it super easy for them, give them the images, give them the little bit of copy. And, uh, and it's an opportunity for you both to get new eyeballs on your product. And so if you could do one email like that in a quarter, that would be amazing because it's going to bring fresh people onto your list. Super exciting. Now, the next idea is uh, a, a popular product. So I have a subject line, see the X that we can't keep on uh, in stock. You know, it's interesting. One of our Inner Circle members was talking about a bag that she designed and made that isn't here yet. And she talked about being in Starbucks and having someone ask her where she got it. And of course, she said, well, I designed it. It's mine. And how the woman wanted to buy it right off of her shoulder. So that is a great, uh, that's a great email. That's a great email promotion to build a wait list or to actually send people to the product. And so what product do you have in your site that makes people feel that way? So what's the one product that you sell out of over and over and over again? And create an email for that. And again, you can run that email every, every quarter. Once a quarter, you can tell people about that. Here are a couple of other ideas. Pick a certain number of items that solve one problem. So for example, if you sell candles, you could say uh, 10 candle scents that will uh, make you feel like you're at the spa or uh, 10, 10 scents that will relieve stress fast, something like that. And then just create a little collection of those 10 cents and 10 cents and send people there. Or for me, if I'm thinking about Sock Doggo, I could do 
five gifts that are perfect for dog parents that already have everything. So just grab a number of products and talk about the problem that they solve or who they might be for. You know, uh, three new styles of yoga pants for the uh, yoga enthusiast or for the uh, for the woman who uh, can't ever find the right pair of pants, something like that. So next thing is question. We're doing that this week at Sock Doggo. Which is your favorite? We're actually setting up some links inside of our email and we're asking people to click on their favorite pattern and we're doing it to get some some ideas about design but you could actually do it with product too and you just uh, you set it up in your email provider so that you can see which links got the most activity and we're asking people to vote on patterns so you could ask people to vote on products and it's just really to get their you know, their input, but you could link your products right up to your site. So asking people for some input in that quarter, that period of 12 weeks is a great idea. Another thing you could do is you could set up a bundle of products for a limited time. So you could put maybe two or three products together, create one product that is a bundle of those and, and offer it at a little bit of a special price or offer it with a free gift and do that for a limited time. And here's one of my personal favorites, uh, X number of items at X price. And so for me, I could do 10 cool sock designs for $10 or less. With the shoe business, I used to do 22 shoes for $22 or less. <laughs> but think about just how you position that already seeds an idea for your customer. So super easy. You don't have to do a lot of talking. It doesn't have to be forever, but you can set that up really quickly and shoot out an email about it. Okay, a couple of more user generated content. Um, so the review can be a transformation story. Now, in my case, uh, there's no transformation really with our socks. And so what we decided to do was feature some of the dogs. We call them a celebrity dogs. They're famous or a little bit famous on Instagram. And we actually feature them on our site and we write an email about them, which we can cycle through every quarter. But we also on their birthday on that dog's birthday, we actually send a free shipping code that is the dog's name just for that one day. What's great about that is it always brings in some sales, but it also gets the uh, dog to share the code too for their birthday. So again, we get new eyeballs and that's something you could set up, you know, three or four of those that you could just recycle through every 12 weeks so that you have something that you can talk about. And, uh, and if you can get someone else involved that can share it even better. Last thing is a super simple restock email. So just let people know that there's a particular product that's back in stock. If you sell skincare, for example, and you, uh, you have seasonal products, let people know that it's back in stock and talk about how people missed it when it was gone and that it's a finally back in stock. So if, if you don't sell skincare, if you're like me and you sell socks, I can talk about particular designs coming back in stock and send that out to our, our audience and and uh, people aren't watching every single thing you do and so you don't need to overthink this you just need to send something out 
So there are your 12 ideas. Hopefully you're in a sitting someplace where you can write them down and, uh, and just get started. Don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry about your images being perfect. Here are the things that you need to worry about. The first thing is you want to pay attention. Pay attention to what works. What actually gets you more activity on your website? What gets you more people opening those emails? What gets you more clicks and people going to your site? What gets you sales? Take take notes. Use a little spreadsheet. Write down what you email each week and the results and so that you can take the best of what you did and do more of that. That's what's important. Not that you sent an email that was a flop. The second thing is manage your expectations. Think about email as one more touch point, one of the many touch points. Remember, people generally need to come back to your site more than once. And email is just one more opportunity to get people back to your site for free. So manage your expectations with email. It doesn't have to be this great big thing. It's just one more thing as part of all the things you do that is actually going to get you some results get you people back to your website and get you some sales. So last thing, (laughs) keep it simple. You do not have to write a book. People are generally going to open your email on their phone. They're going to scan it. And so make sure the important things are at the top and that you don't clog it up. It's not about you. It's not, you know, uh, we did this and we're doing that and we think this. Make it about them. Make it short, sweet, and scannable. So it does not have to be a book. Keep it simple. So those are my top tips. Last week, I gave you my send strategy, which helps you cover off your whole list. Last week, we also had a podcast episode where my good friend, Jane Hamill, came on. She talked about content. It was genius. She gave me a little content plan that would be super simple for us to do at Sock Doggo. You know, content always sounds like a big, hairy, scary thing, but it's not. But Jane's content plan would be very easily um, used for email too. So if you follow that, go listen to that episode, uh, come up with a content plan. There's a, a download that you can get in the show notes and then just use that for email. That's another way you can get over your barrier, stop worrying about what you're going to say, and just talk about the same things you talk about in your regular content on your social media and if you do a blog. So that's all I've got. I hope that helps. I want you to just get out there and do it. I would love it if you would report back and I will see you next week. See you soon, guys. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. 
we will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.